0: One, two, one.
2: Hello, J Rod Concerts family. Welcome to episode number 200. 200, guys. 200. Can you believe it that we made it to episode 200? And quite frankly, guys, it would not be possible without your support. All of you new listeners, the old time family members at this point, thank you because um, it is you guys that keep us going, your support. Um, Your emails, your notes, um, all, all, you know, you have been the wind that has pushed this show and we are extremely and forever grateful as we continue to grow it. Lots of big plans on the horizon. This is just a um, a stepping stone to where we want to go with J-Rock Concerts Media, but it is worth stopping for a second and acknowledging the path and thanking all of you listeners for your support now who could it be for episode 200 well you know it had to be someone special had to be someone we loved deeply and uh, someone who really has become family for us and that ladies and gentlemen are some nashville-based musicians friends slash family singer-songwriter brit taylor adam chafins and Miles Miller, guys. And of course, Britt Taylor has been a friend of our show. She she was in our show last year, had her own episode, and her album, Real Me, was one of the breakthrough uh, records of 2020. She just released a deluxe edition, and she's working on the follow up. Adam Chaffin's, same. You know, he had one of the best records of 2020, released right before the pandemic. And um, he's working on the follow-up now. His voice is like butter. His uh, stage presence is incredible. And his uh, bass playing skills are second to none. So happy to have him on the show, of course. Um, and, of course, Miles Miller, guys. He was a late addition to the show. He's become a good pal of ours in Nashville. He's better known to be the drummer of Sturgill Simpson. And uh, now he's also touring with Town Mountain. But, boy, does he have a voice... Of his own that is incredibly underrated and uh, we hope that he elaborates on it soon and that we think he will because heck of an artist heck of a voice heck of a drummer so we welcome them to the show uh we recorded this in uh in their backyard in brit and uh, brit and adam's backyard and uh, there was some live magic to be made guys so buckle up for this episode lots of great stories about each unique performances that you will not find anywhere else and we're just truly humbled for all of your support. I just want to say one more time, thank you. Uh, onwards, 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 guys. You can always reach us at the show. You can DM us on Instagram at jrodconcertsmedia. You can shoot us an email, jamie at jrodconcerts.com. We are here for you. We are your friends. And thank you for your support. Now, no more talking. Episode 200 with Brit Taylor, Adam Chaffins, and Miles Miller. Unbelievable. Guys, you know, I have to tell you, um, you know, reaching the 200th episode of J-Rock Concerts, the podcast, it's been a journey and to be able to do it with um, such talented musicians, but better than that, such incredible souls and good friends is, um, is really a blessing. And, uh, and it's a mark of uh, how grateful, the un- you know, how abundant the universe is and just really grateful to you guys for your time. And thank you guys, Miles Miller. Adam Chaffins and Britt Taylor. Well,
3: thank you for having us. Thank you for coming out to our home and filming us out in the woods.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, to give you to give my audience a quick introduction, I will believe Miles Miller, renowned drummer from Versailles, Kentucky. Yeah, you know, Sturgill Simpsons drummer. And of course, Adam Chaffins, one of the best records of 2020. Some things won't last came out right before the pandemic. Check it out. He's working on the next one but not as good as one of the breakout records of 2020, <laughs> Real Me by Britt Taylor, that is actually gonna have a reissue by the time this episode is up, there's gonna be a reissue with some new great tracks. Deluxe and, edition. Yeah. yeah, deluxe edition with the B-sides and the whole nine yards. But uh, so yeah, guys, like really, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Thanks for having us bud, Absolutely. happy 200.
4: Yeah, yeah cheers man, yeah, yeah. cheers oh, well, to that I'll brother. Cheers. I'll cheers for anything, but that's a good one.
2: Cheers, <laughs> <Yes, laughs> Miles Miller. Yeah. All right. Mm. So Miles, mm. let's start with you, because um, you know we haven't had uh, you on the show personally, but your story is so fantastic. So take us back to uh, Woodford County High School in Versailles for a second.
4: Yeah, yeah, Versailles.
2: Yeah, Versailles. <laughs> and and when I say the name Matt Skiggs, yeah, what what does that entail for you?
4: He's the man. He was uh, it was our band director, uh, slash drummer. So he was he was like the cool band director because he was cool with the drummers. Yeah. Um, Really got me to fall in love and uh, w- with music and drums and, and teach me discipline and all that good stuff for practicing and, and you know trying
2: yeah.
4: and all that. So yeah, he's the man. He's the man. He's a Lexington legend. Because you started with piano, right? No, no, no. My dad. Your my dad, dad started with piano. piano so. yeah, yeah. Okay. I started with this and, and sang and forever and stuff, but <clears throat> got into drums um, around 13 or 14. So yeah. which is right around the start of high school.
2: Yeah. And then you were drumming all day, all night?
4: Pretty much. Yeah. I did a lot of drum covers on YouTube because it was a new thing at the time. Sure. And I was like, this is cool. And it was a way for me to see myself and play, like, or see how I play, you know? Sure. And uh, and that's how I improved. Quote, I love that. Yeah.
2: All right. We'll get back to you because yeah. your story has a lot of interesting parts. Yeah. Adam, you just came back from, um, from Colorado. Yeah. It was a six day retreat. Oh, man, man. Go I mean, your fans fun. on social media saw you climbing high peaks, hunting. And I don't know, you, I you, were, do you were like a, you were like a wild spirit in there. Yeah, it was spirit hunting. You that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, so tell us a little bit about this kind of trips. Like, you know, like what are the, like your colleagues? What's the purpose? Well, they're a lot
1: uh, more legal than acid trips. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was a great trip, man. It was it was awesome time. It's been good to kind of get back out in the world a little bit and see things. Yeah. And, um. It's been great. What yeah. did you
2: discover about yourself?
1: What did I discover yeah. about myself, man? Um, good things, I think.
2: Anything you can share?
1: Prosperous things for the future. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been it's been you know the last couple of years have been super exciting. It's like. Uh, Lots of uh, new developments and lots of departments and um, it's been really cool to kind of, um, you know, in the, in the post-pandemic world to sure. kind of see things start to blossom in action and kind of open back up and, and resume as it were.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's cool, man. That's cheers to great. that. Cheers to that. Yeah. Dude, cheers <laughs> to that. And Brett, uh, let me ask you about Realme and the reissue. Because um, I think like, in the fall of last year, September, October, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing one of your songs, whether it was Waking Up Ain't Easy or Back in the Fire. great. I, I mean, it was just one of those records that people were at home listening to them back and forth. Tell us a little bit about the reissue and uh, and just like, you know, what you're doing with it and, and all that.
3: Yeah, everybody keeps asking me, well, why didn't you just release another EP or release a new project? and. There was a song on there that I had written after the project was already finished, and it was just a missed opportunity. This song, At Least There's No Babies, is um, out right now. Um, And I didn't write it until after the record was finished and everything was already in play, and I just think it missed its opportunity to get out there and I had just made my mind up, if this song doesn't come out now with this project, it's not gonna be on the next one because I have a new story now, you know, that story was 2017, that story was older and I'm in a really happy place now and we're getting married and I'm like, man, I don't wanna sing this song on the next record. I just wanna close the door. And uh, so I wanted to do the the deluxe version with At Least There's No Babies to shut the chapter of that of that part of my life. And I also put two covers on there that are gonna be coming out, um, which are probably out by the time this this airs, but uh, just to show people where my influences come from, because people are, I think, it, get a little confused because they're like, you have a swing song, and then you have a waltz, and then you have kind of a 90s country vibe that's from like 60s pop on there. So I put two very different cover songs on there, um, an old 1965, Peter and Gordon song,
0: nice, and
3: it's a pop song, and then a Dwight Yoakam cover. So I wanted to, to let people know the two very different musical worlds that I come from and two worlds that I love very much.
2: Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that, like, you know, you've grabbed on to old-school country values. Why do you think that, you know, they're timeless and they're coming back and they're steady, you know, other musical themes come and go, flavor of the month, but stuff like what you're doing and your influences are always constant in our in our American landscape.
3: I think um, there's a really great podcast called Why Country Music Makes You Cry. I don't remember who it is or if they have any other podcast out, but um, th- that whole podcast is a great uh, answer to this question. Country music is so real. It is real, raw, human emotion. Um, it's not so much storytelling where you can't insert your own story into it. Um, it's a little more vague and emotional, so it, it just relates to people on a grand scale, I think, because yeah. um, people can insert their story to waking up ain't easy. Um, for me, it was about a divorce, and sure. to somebody else comes up to me at a show and says, I lost my son, or I, mm. I lost my mother, and I would have never thought that that song would ring Oh, that wow. message to somebody so and I think that that's what's so great about um that old school country music is it's just raw emotion and it's also hilarious there's a lot of really funny songs that are almost so sad that they're pitiful like those old Buck Owens and George Jones songs so there's still a lot hardness heartedness about it that um that I just adore and and love doing it in my own songwriting
2: spectacular I love that and Miles, you know, when you l- look at some drummers that have their unique style, like Larry Mullen Jr. of U2 or Lars Ulrich of uh, Metallica, you know, you have like a really cool thing. What role did Zorro play in the way that you just kind of like crafted this unique thing that you have going on? And, and I encourage people to just YouTube Miles Miller or Sturgill Simpson drummer and just check out the unique thing you got going on there. Yeah,
4: yeah. Zorro was my uh, brief college instructor at uh, Belmont for two very quick semesters, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's he was Bobby Brown's drummer and Lenny Kravitz's drummer, and he was the man. The, the, the main technical thing he taught me was to play with my forearm and my wrist and not my arms, you know, not bash and stuff like that, so... He just, you know, he kept it tight. And um, Is
2: that better for your body? Because you hear about these drummers that, like, you know, they start hurting and they start yeah
4: physical therapy and that whole thing. For sure. I mean, it saves your energy. You know, you can do a lot more than you think, you know, uh, with just your hands and your wrists. Yeah. You don't know, have to put your whole shoulder and arm into it. But at the same time, there's a there's a time and place for that. And and for some people, that works better. And I use, I use that to this day, you know, to, like, hone in... Uh, the small muscles and stuff, but um, it all just comes down to to groove and feel, and he taught me a lot of a lot of that for sure yeah. he was a funky dude I love that
2: that's cool man yeah, yeah. and Adam, um you know you're obviously an amazing musician, you know everyone respects you, Nashville, everyone loves you. But one of the things that strikes me the most about you is how big of a heart you have. Oh, but no, it's true. It's true. And and um, you know, I also had the uh, privilege of meeting your mother. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. But 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 it's like you are such a giving soul. And um, just by the time we recorded this, you just came back from a benefit concert, for example, with Adam Wainwright. If I'm not Adam mistaken. Wright. Adam Wright. Yeah. Yes, Adam Wright uh, in Georgia. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but giving back is a big part of your character, right? well man I think uh, I think it's a good
1: thing to do you know um, especially when you've been given so much it's good to, to give some of that back and I feel very fortunate to have lived a pretty uh, exciting life you know with all its you know color whether it be dull or bright it's uh it's been it's been a fun ride for me so I appreciate that but I, I do um, I do love doing stuff like that and and getting to share music um, and let that radiate in those, you know, circumstances and situations is kind of the goal, I think. Um, I think, it, you know, when you play music, you hopefully um, that always comes out. There's always, you're trying to give every time you do it. Or at least I try to think that way.
2: Yeah, I dig that. I dig that, dude and um same Brit, thing about mm-hmm. you bud i mean you yeah. got a big heart
1: 200 episodes man no man
2: yep. uh, <laughs>
3: yeah you're out here supporting us <laughs> and there's,
1: and... Lot, there's 199 episodes so far so much heart and uh that's thanks, why we're man. here right now
2: thanks but it's easy when, uh, when there's people around you in town <laughs> and um but t- talk to me about kentucky oh when we had you on the show uh, on the podcast originally um it seems like a while ago but like you were very specific, Eastern Kentucky. I'm from Eastern Kentucky. It's and like, since then, I've learned, and I've driven by that beautiful state, and I love it, and I am obsessed with like learning more about it. Yeah. But just and this is an Eastern Kentucky kind of episode. Yeah.
1: So, so as that first song we played is Eastern Kentucky as yeah. it gets. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, exactly. So tell a that's
0: about, about that. It's
3: Ricky Skaggs
1: and. Yeah, well, we all probably learned that from a Skaggs and um, uh, Keith Whitley recording that they did when they were, you know. Late teenagers. It's so
3: good. Yeah, if you they had made a record,
2: it. and uh, yeah, it, that comes comes from that. Yeah, they made a couple of records together. How was it growing up, Britt, in in Eastern Kentucky without musical heritage?
3: I mean, I don't feel like my life would have been. I wouldn't be here sitting and talking to you if I had not grown up where I grew up at the time that I grew up. Yeah. Um, I did not have a musical family. They do not sing or play or anything, but they heard me sing and encouraged me to sing. And because we grew up uh, in Eastern Kentucky with such a rich musical heritage, there's um, the Mountain Arts Center and there's Jenny Wiley. There were a lot of opportunities for me to learn how to perform and to learn to play. And... So from the time I was seven years old, I was playing in a theater that seated twelve hundred people every weekend of the summer and every yeah. weekend of the Christmas video of you, season. And,
2: and I don't mean to interrupt you, but there's some <laughs> video of you that it's like when you see the Mickey Mouse Club video yeah. and you see like like five year old Britney and five year old Christina Aguilera. Yeah. It's like you with like some country people, like like a listers now, and yeah. you were just jamming. And there's right? a video and that, that just
1: Stapleton. came out with Stapleton on that <laughs> on seeing. that same thing. Yeah, yeah J.T.
3: Curry plays bass for Stapleton and Cory Caudle. Um, Rickland Howard there's all yeah and and that was because Eastern Kentucky really uh supported us and taught us how to dream and then it was okay to dream um and then you just got a long list of insanely talented people that are all from this how long is the country music highway I usually google that every time before I do this well
1: US 23 runs through a couple states
3: but in East Kentucky it's like a a short yeah. hundred mile, hundred twenty three miles, something like that. I don't know.
1: Who knows? Some, but someone this small
3: stretch of highway. Dwight Yoakam, Patty Loveless, Loretta Lynn,
2: unbelievable.
3: Um, the Carter family, which that's in in West Virginia, 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 right? right? Yeah. Um, but they all come from this highway. Adam grew up right on old twenty
1: three. I grew up. So I grew up on the like old old old. Twenty-three. Okay. <laughs> so like the this little loop. These are Kentucky yeah. inside
2: references,
0: guys. This so little
1: loop should really go. Back. Google the house. This little loop of yeah. the house was the original U.S. Twenty-three, and I mean it's Sorry. not even a mile long now. They just cut a little portion, cool. and that it's kind of like just a driveway loop now. But it is, and then the road beside that is old Twenty-three, which connects to now U.S. Twenty-three. Yeah. Um, so, okay. yeah, my whole family has kind of been on that little perch my entire life. Yeah,
0: Ricky
3: Skaggs. Ricky's Who else? There. I'm missing people. Tyler Childers, Chris Stapleton. Yeah,
1: there's a lot, lots it's of insane. folks in that. Yeah. Yeah, the um, Juds are just down the corner. The Jeds, and yeah. Billy Ray. Taylor, and Taylor. Keith <laughs> Whitley.
3: Yeah, it's a big thing back home. I think that they, they want to help artists because they know that we're not the only one. And for as many of us that are here busting our bus, like, trying to do this thing, there's just as many talented people on their front porches in Eastern Kentucky. I would say more now do than do ever. There,
1: there seems yes. to be a resurgence in Kentucky with, uh, I, I can't even call it resurgence. It's a surge. It's the first time it's ever really happened. Since like
0: the
1: 90s. Well, there wasn't even that cool stuff happening then. I mean, there were a couple venues, you know, in bluegrass, there's, there was tons of little spots that are pretty iconic in that community. But like, I feel like the, the things that are happening now, there's there's way more buzz happening, and more people are like getting their ass out of the house to do stuff and support mm. people, yeah. which was a really hard thing to do for the longest time. And it's really cool uh, to see that, just either on social media or, or whatever. You know, not living there now, it's nice to, to know that people are are getting out and after yeah. it, and it's mm-hmm. and it's exciting. We're playing a festival up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, on the 28th, That's cool. with uh, some other Kentucky artists too. Mm-hmm. And, That's and, great. Uh, um so that that'll be super cool it's
4: kind of like like a scene for it now really there's a legit scene yeah you know it's kind of lexington's become this hub now for for actual good music and stuff like that before it was just kind of these college bars and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but now you know everybody's coming there to to get the ball rolling
1: and in yeah. lexington also that railbird festival yeah, yeah. there's really there some cool really cool, cool things thing. like that stuff, cool stuff, stuff. Was, was just never yeah master so, music is, festival which i think you're right
2: is going taking me to kentucky more yeah, yeah. yeah. more and more and more kentucky's kentucky. awesome yeah and there's I bourbon do it. So. And i gotta go to abraham lincoln's birthplace. like i have so much to do man absolutely yeah man that's cool explanation uh miles you know, obviously, you you are part of a band with an A-lister. There's no other way to say it. Um, and you're about to head on, you know, to turn on the machine after a year off. Uh, you know, I think first off, you have a Willie Nelson tour, you know, bunch of, like, Margot Price, Willie Nelson, I, I forget who else, but it's it's, it's uh, big names. Mm-hmm. And uh, today I read a story about you, like, how you were in Europe and you lost your luggage. Oh, yeah, and you lost yeah. your clothes. Yeah so i guess the question is uh how do you prepare for a tour like when you start touring around the world and 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 like it's not only physically the luggage but mentally and spiritually
4: yeah i mean at this point i'm it's what i crave more than being home at uh, this point but back then i mean i was i was so just excited to play good music um i don't know if if it's in your blood you, you kind of forget how to do all that stuff and just focus on the main goal which is that you know hour and a half two hours of music you know doesn't matter if it's on a a porch somewhere you know on a giant stage you know you're just kind of ready for it but um, I don't know you you, it's you you almost have to just uh, get thrown to the wolves yeah kind of understand it and then and you just learn from the past tour and then so on and so forth you know like that you know the European tour I'm never gonna check a bag again that's that's that'll get you in trouble. So, <laughs> don't, check the don't check your bag. Don't check your bags in Europe. Yeah, don't check your bags in Europe. Um, <laughs> that was a chaos trip. Yeah, I didn't get it for a week, and we were traveling like every couple of days. So I was having to, you know, this this stupid American talking to people over there. They didn't understand me, and I just I couldn't relate. That well, we're moving here in a couple of days, and like so, it was chaos. But actually, the shirt that I was wearing was. A Keith Whitley shirt, so I was like, oh, I can rock this for about a
2: week." <laughs> yeah, no
4: big deal. That's a good one. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Out. Yeah. yeah, absolutely,
0: no, man.
2: No, absolutely. And Adam, you know, you're you're such a gifted like singer. You're such a gifted songwriter. You do a little bit of everything, uh, but you know, not a lot has been talked about your childhood. So I'm just curious about little Adam. Right? Oh man, like, we're talking about eight-year-old little little Adam Chaffins running around Kentucky. Yeah. You know. He had a mullet. He had a mullet? That's awesome. Listen. He did. I've seen it. You've seen it? The Kentucky Waterfall, we call it. Okay, we'll we'll try to put this in the editing. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, Was there a moment, Adam, for little Adam, where you realized, man, like, maybe you saw a concert, maybe you saw a festival, that you said, the way these people are making me feel, that's how I want to make people feel.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy, and it's hard to... It's hard to, like, say, but I don't remember a time when it wasn't that way for me, like, legitimately. Like, um, I just was fortunate that music was really supportive, and I remember going um, to flea markets with my dad. He used to, you know, sell some stuff at flea markets, and they would always have little, um, you know, that was, like, kind of the first music store experience I had, because there was always a vendor selling cassette tapes of either, you know, used stuff or, like, stuff that was current at the time. So I would just go through and just buy all these classic country cassette tapes with my dad. And um, nice. I just, you know, had everything. And um, that I just remember always wanting to go look at tapes. And, and I was obsessed with the radio. There's a radio station um, in East Kentucky called WTCR. And yeah. there was a, a DJ on that that um, I always listened to. And I you know, was just obsessed with, with the radio. And especially like early 90s radio and a lot of Kentucky artists were were banging on it then. And I remember seeing, you know, Marty Marty Stewart in concert as a nice. kid, and like that blew me away and I was obsessed with him and um even Billy Ray. I saw the Achey Breaky Heart tour as a kid, Huntington oh, Civic Center. Yeah. Wish I would have bought some merch on that one that would have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have really been nice dope. to have. He's set up for life. We've been yeah. set for life if yes. I had that, that tour shirt. Yeah, exactly. yeah, right. Oh my God. I love that. Um, yeah, man. So it was um it was cool, it was you know, was supportive my whole family, you know, um, were supportive music. My cousins and stuff all played and listened to music and I was always, you know, kind of falling behind them. Yeah. And um, and you know, whatever instrument they played I quickly tried to learn. Yeah. Even yeah, though yeah. I was a lot younger than them.
2: I dig that, man. And Britt, you know, one of the I mean, you're an amazing artist, you're an amazing singer, that whole thing as well. But one of the coolest things I appreciate about you as a friend, as a human, is how in tune you are with growth, how in tune you are with, uh, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying
0: mm-hmm.
2: with uh, w- with the universe, with um, not being stagnant, mm-hmm. with knowing your true self. Uh, just talk to me a little bit about that because it is a very special thing and it is something that all of humanity can use.
3: Yeah, um, I don't know. A lot of people don't know this about me. Some people do, but my dad is a tenth degree black belt in Shaolin.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so I started um, practicing Shaolin when I was four. Uh, my dad taught me how to meditate, <clears throat> and we also went to church. And he would quote Jesus, and he would quote Buddha, and. He just taught me from a really early age to be in tune with my thoughts and that what I focused on, I would get. So if I would focus on worst case scenario, then he'd say, baby, you're going, you're going to get the worst case scenario. If you sit here and focus on the worst case scenario, that's probably what you're going to get. Why don't you think about all the good things that could happen? Because you don't it's know true. that it's going to be awful. That's like like uh, yeah. You have no idea how the future is going yeah. to behave itself. And, he just it used to oh, it used to drive me crazy, especially when I was a teenager, when he would point out that I was being negative or something. Because you never want to hear it when you're in it, when you're being negative or feeling negative. But he would always point it out very gently and just taught me to be aware. And um, he was always reading Self, I guess self-help books. I hate that term, but, um, but I guess they are helpful to the self, so maybe it's <laughs> appropriate. Um, but being in this industry um, where it's really um, out of control a lot of the times, if, if you paint a house, you've painted a house and it's painted. If you write a song, you write a song and it's a song and I you don't know if it's good or if it's bad or mediocre or if anybody's going to like it. And this person might like it and this person's might not like it. And if you paint a house green, it's a green house. Yeah. So it's just you can get very caught up on if it's good or it's bad and will anybody like it? Is my career ever going to happen? And it's just good to keep um, in those books. And um, I'm in constant prayer with with God about my life and about the things that are happening so that I can stay positive and not ignore. I don't ignore sad emotions or sad feelings. If I'm sad, I'm sad, yeah. but I just try to quickly re- repaint that. And, um, uh, it's all about how do you frame your situations? And I just try to reframe things into, um, the meaning. Yeah. Cause the there's meaning. a lot of things that I wanted in my life that didn't happen and I'm so glad now (laughs) like thank God those things didn't happen but in that moment I was completely devastated.
2: Yeah yeah I mean we talk about this all the time but like you know life doesn't happen to you it happens for you. Yeah I love that one. The meaning that you give to like to, to, to your life challenges whether it's trauma whatever we've been through man like it's the universe serving us and uh that's one of the coolest things that you're giving your fans and and the country music. Yeah. You know. They won't tell you, but like, but you're, but you're educating people,
0: you know, <laughs> Thanks.
2: so yeah, yeah, I like
3: to post a lot of uh, memes and screenshots of what I've read in the morning.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, Miles, tell me a little bit about your family, um, you know, as we're r- running out of time here, but, you know, because, um, you know, you have a beautiful family, you know, th- there's um, you have built a community in, in Tennessee uh there's this beautiful marketplace that's your family owns and and appreciates and maybe you can talk about it and 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 it's all organic food and it's just good values good people good quality and just just good hangman
4: right yeah so my my beautiful wife mallory uh owns a store called demeter's common in lebanon where we live lebanon tennessee and uh yeah it's just that it's it's she calls it a lifestyle grocery store because it's yeah you can not only can you get you know local regional um you know organic products but you can also get you know toothpaste or you know every every body care products everything in between and uh it's all from it's her it's her brainchild man it's 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 crazy every time i go there because it's, it's 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 just special going up and up and up and um yeah, it's great. Come check it out. There's a free plug there for you. It's <laughs> a good spot. I was there
1: today. We spent yeah, a lot of time yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're it's always there. good, man. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's
4: the other thing. She's she's now cooking lunch for folks, and it's kind of the best-kept lunch secret in Lebanon. It really is. It's oh, always you know, great. Speaking
2: of good-kept secrets and food, let's can we talk about Sideman Barbecue? Just <laughs> like a quick minute, man. Absolutely. Speaking because of demeanor. Adam Chaffins, here, here, in addition to being... An amazing hit record maker. I mean, seriously, making it known. That's how you start a B-side. But anyway, but like, in addition to all your talents, man. And I've seen you like leave people like gobsmacked when you start singing. I've seen it, and like, I love it. I love it. You are like a chef master. I'll say it, man. Like food net, like Food Network, like Guy Fieri, dude. I've eaten your food. Come
1: on, guy, get at it. Yeah.
2: man, like how do you find the time to be such a good chef a good singer like how do you do all this Dude, you, just get hungry, right? you just get hungry
1: and you gotta eat and you know all those years of being a broke musician it's like oh, i can't afford to go to those places so you just learn to cook so, it i think
2: nice. oh my so is SideMan gonna go online like how can people like we'll,
1: we'll find out you know uh, the uh, the barbecue thing kind of really kicked off with the pandemic it definitely wasn't something i would do with yeah. music always happening it was like and especially looking at it the beginning of the year, like still not knowing, you know exactly what was going to happen. Um, it was great, but um, now that music's kicking off, it's been interesting, kind of you know, interplay with scheduling and figuring all that out. But definitely look 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 for some Sideman pop ups and and some things around the Nashville area over uh, over the summer and and beyond, and hopefully we can awesome. get out and do that a little bit more.
2: Awesome guys. Well, he's such
3: a good cook.
2: You guys have said it all. Miles Miller, Britt Taylor, Adam Chaffins. Well, we got to talk about you, man. It's your 200th yeah. episode. Yeah. We can't just get out. Yeah. It wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for people like you, man. Tell
3: us about I mean, you. Come yeah. on.
1: When you, started this, you? when you started this, like, did you see 200 episodes? No, Was that-
2: I, I don't know, man. It started in 2019, you know, came from radio. But, you know, when we had people like you and Britt on the show, those are the episodes that, like, are timeless. We had one with Condi Carpenter, too, like oh, on Mount yeah, Rushmore. It yeah. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. You guys were on it. Um, that, like, you know, keep you going. And and, and we, we're blessed to have a big audience now. And uh, we thank our audience that's uh, loyal in Australia and in the UK and in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What and, and in Peru. We have some good people in We'd Peru love as well. we love to Peru. Give yeah. us a gig so, um, in Peru. I mean, it, it, we'll I mean, all it's, it's all because of them and it's because of, because of you people. guys. Yeah. Like I'm just, just like a, a middleman middle here yeah man you're a damn well
1: good you're good yeah. at it bud and nashville's glad to have you there's a lot yeah. of people moving here not all of them are you know uh I, i'm not going to say that I, but I will say that <laughs> it's nice when good people move to nashville
0: yeah and
1: uh, you're definitely yeah. you're definitely a good person Especially and, the
3: ones that a cultivate a and get community.
1: it man you yeah. actually get it and, and you want to be a part of the thing and and nashville is a uh it's a budding thing, but there's a lot of history here, and I, I feel like anyone, when you when you're part of the community, like, you know, there's a lot of that history and culture that you know it, it's good to live up to as yeah. well. And um, it's not a town, you know, people are, are building high rises and doing different things, right. but like the core, the essence, you know, it's a, people come here with a song and a dream, and you know, you came here with a podcast and a dream, and it's hey, awesome. Man,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you guys want to take us away? Yeah, you wanna away. play a song? Yeah.
4: I'm gonna screw that and let them have the moment. <laughs> well, I dig uh,
2: it. I dig it. And by the way, this is whiskey. He is. This um, is whiskey, dog. He here, if you follow Britt Taylor on like on the socials, socials he is uh, as uh, as important as any producer. <laughs> he to is. our Artistic endeavors in Nashville. He's uh, he's, he's
1: good. Lazy. He's good people. We started playing this song. Um, we were me and Britt did these a series of shows on Sundays, and we learned a bunch of songs together. And
3: um, somebody requested it, and this. someone
1: was like, "Hey, you guys should do this uh, Waylon and Jesse Coulter song." And I
3: had never. Heard of it.
1: And uh, yeah, and um, it's really it's really cool, and you know this called this storms never last
3: become our song.
1: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Happy two hundred, buddy.
0: Thanks, man. Storm. Never last Do they baby Bad times All pass With the wind Your hand And mine feels the thunder You make The sun Fall to shine so
1: many roads, baby, I picked wildflowers, sang you soft, sad songs, and every road we took,
0: God knows the search was for the truth,
1: and the storm's
0: brewing now. let do they
2: thank you guys so much oh my god
4: look at this just now thank you guys so much look at
1: this 200 episodes
2: y'all oh my god thank click like guys. and follow guys j-rod thank you, thank you brother thank, thank you, guys. you bud love you guys yeah, yeah. miles miller adam tapins Britt taylor check them out guys you won't regret it this is like buying netflix in 99 this is like <laughs> a right. bet. thank you guys cheers bye
0: You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.